Welcome to the Med Street Journal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Med Street Journal podcast. I am your host as always, Rodney Hu. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Ted Finn. He is the chairman and CEO of Innovative Wellness Systems, and they're developing the WellSoul Smart Insole to provide actionable data for your movement. And so I'm excited to have him on and kind of learn more about what they're doing in the industry and learn more about him. So with that being said, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rodney, thanks for having me today. Honored to be here and excited to have a chance to talk to you and your audience. No problem. So why don't we just jump into it? Why don't you give people a brief background of kind of who you are and how you got into the whole wearable smart soul technology space? Sure, sure. I I spent most of my career, uh, 30 plus years in the footwear industry. We were making fashion and comfort shoes, innovating in comfort constructions and pioneering different countries for production. Uh, We made about 100 million pairs of shoes over 20 plus years in in one of the companies I worked at. And then uh, we sold that business and started some new projects. And I was working on a 3D printed insole to help uh, runners and athletes um, perform better. And a friend of mine and a customer who owns some shoe stores in Boston, um, very good friend of mine, developed diabetic foot ulcers. And, you know, I I really knew nothing about them, Um, but we were close friends. So I went through the whole journey with him to understand, you know, what happened and, and, you know, the, the problem and the seriousness of it and the fact that it affects millions of people. And I realized that in terms of what we were doing in the footwear industry was, was pra- you know, was like practically nothing. We, you know, we were shipping like 1950s, 60s technology, you know, shoes with no seams for diabetics. And I thought that um, nobody knows feet better than we do. (laughs) And we could make a difference. So took that smart, took that 3D printed insole and decided that we should put some smart technology in it and start to understand about how people move and pressure and ulcers and blisters. And that was the beginning of innovative wellness systems. Dang, okay. So it's interesting to hear how like people go down their journey and pathway to actually starting some sort of operation or some sort of project like this. And it was because of like someone you knew had been affected and you're like all right I, there's got to be a way for me to leverage this knowledge and my expertise in this field to kind of help solve that problem and so how did you kind of go about that process when can you kind of walk us through that idea from like that process from idea to conception of the company sure well i had i had started on the 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 3D printed insole for runners to find a way to replace the, you know, the average insole in a pair of athletic shoes or sneakers 
costs about 50 to 75 cents. Okay. And, you know, doesn't do a lot for a long time. So originally was thinking, let's print custom-made 3D insoles for people on their feet all day, whether they're runners or athletes, and help them with their biomechanics, their comfort, and make their lives better through that. And then when my friend Ben got diabetic foot ulcers, I, I didn't know a lot about them, but I went through the journey with him and I understood that people with diabetes develop peripheral neuropathy, which means essentially they can't really feel their feet. And because the feeling in their feet is diminished, they can, and the blood flow in their feet is diminished from diabetes and peripheral blood issues, that they develop what for us would be blisters, but for them, they turn into ulcers and they often get infected and they lead to amputations. Mm. And there were up to 100,000 amputations a year in the United States alone from these foot ulcers. So I thought, wow, we could take this, this smart, we could take this insole and make it smart. We could put sensor technology in it and we could help people who couldn't feel their feet to know when there was too much pressure building up, you know, in their feet and in their shoes. And that was the idea. The idea was that we could make a difference in this space for, for a variety, it turns out to be a variety of medical issues because the, the technology and the sensor technology and measuring people's pressure and balance um, has a lot of different applications in both health and wellness. I mean, we're on our feet. The average person who lives to 80 years old and takes, you know, an average amount of steps per day will put 100,000 miles on their body over 80 years. But we only go to the doctor when we have a disaster, you know, when we hurt ourselves. And like our cars tell us like at 5,000 miles, you know, we need, you know, check in. 10,000, we need an oil change. We don't have anything like that for our feet. So that was, that was the, that was the, you know, that was the idea. Like, let's get people healthy, you know, on their feet. You know, it's the foundation of your body. I like that. And so you kind of established kind of who you help. Because when you think about like wearable technology, I immediately thought like, okay, this is applicable to like the athletic industry, but kind of hearing your background and your story into how you went about developing and implementing this sort of solution into the market. It's more, you're more tailored towards people with the foot ulcers and that sort of condition. And so how are you, how are you actually getting this technology out to those people, getting it into their hands? or onto their feet in this case. Right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's an interesting part of this journey in the company because to develop a wearable technology is a big project. But um, fortunately, I've been able to, to meet and to bring on board um, a team of people to help us in this journey. Um, 
One of my first, uh, our, my, my co-founder, Johnny, is a software entrepreneur. He's been building software for 30 years. And then he brought on a, um, an engineer who's been building products from early barcode, can, uh, early barcode scanners all the way up to like military, um, you know, 3D vision helmets. And, you know, he's been building things all his life. So software, engineering. Um, then I, I reached out to a doctor who was a friend of our family, who was the smartest doctor I knew. And I said, Bob, you may think I'm crazy, but here's what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And here are the people that are joining us. And he actually joined us as an advisor. So, nice. and since then we've added podiatrists, PT specialists, chiropractors, um, and general uh, medical doctors to our team because it takes a, a big team to build a, a product like this. And uh, we've been able to build a prototype on it and we're in the process of doing a um, build out of the well soul and testing um, for the validation of the, the sensor data. Um, and we're doing that with a university here in Massachusetts in, that, that has a major facility in testing labs to do that. Mm, okay. So, yeah, it's interesting to hear you talk about like the different like pieces that go into this sort of project, this sort of operation, not even just like the technology and like the different departments, but the people that you have to kind of reach out to and kind of get them on board with your crazy idea and be like, hey, like I have a vision, I have a plan, like let's go <laughs> and be able to convince them. Um, so another question I have is like, why, why don't you think a problem like this has been addressed? Or if it has, why don't you think it's been solved to a point where like you're satisfied? <laughs> well, I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, one reason in particular is, um, is the advance of technology. So we met some folks. Um, I, I met, a gentleman who, who worked in this space and tried to develop a product around this, you know, seven or 10 years ago. And just the miniaturization of electronics, um, the sensor technology, um, cloud storage, all of these, you know, incredible tools were not available, you know, 10 years ago. So I'd say, you know, a lot of it has to do with the timing. And another part of it is that to, to develop a wearable is one thing. To develop a wearable that can be used medically is a huge challenge. So, you know, we have, a, uh, we have to evolve. We have to start out, you know, monitoring, collecting data, making sure that that data is validated and trusted, um, that practitioners can, can use that data to, you know, as a decision support system and trust that data. And then eventually, as we collect enough data and we build enough knowledge around it, at some point our goal would be to be able to diagnose, you know, or anticipate 
um, an ulcer or other condition, you know, that we're monitoring for. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a long road. It's not an easy road, but the timing is, is optimal now because the tools are, are available. Ah, okay. That's interesting. So when you said you go about like collecting the data and stuff like that, like especially doing it, doing it within the healthcare industry, have you run into any sort of like regulation or HIPAA type of obstacles and kind of how did you go about navigating that minefield? Well, we're still navigating it, but there we're very familiar with the rules and requirements because if we uh, if we want to be an approved medical device, there's a very um, long and um, challenging pathway to do that. But we've started that process. We understand it. And we have um, between our team and other experts here in the area, we feel that we, that we can do this and that we will do this, but it will take time. We're not there yet. You know, we're really, we're still building out the product um, and we're taking time to make sure that uh, we're doing some um, human testing, human factor testing right now with the university. So that's providing us a great opportunity, um, you know, to test and to validate the product before we, um, put it out for, for people to use or even consider putting it on patients' feeds. Okay. And so like you have a lot of experience in, in footwear and like medical device and wearables and stuff like that. And so what sort of trends come do you see occurring within the industry that are either happening now or you see becoming big within the next couple of years? I, I think, I think that, um, the trend with wearables is um, going to have a, a huge effect on our healthcare system, and if and if managed properly, it will be incredibly beneficial because we now have the ability to begin to collect data from users and patients um, in real life, not in the office. And physicians, someday, you know, at, at some point, will be able to use that data. I mean, in some cases, they're using it now, but in many cases, it's it's um, you know we're not quite there yet. But physicians will be able to to monitor their, their patient population and and check in with patients and data and decide oh. These are the, I have five patients whose, whose numbers are not looking good. I should call them or I should check in with them um, and see how they're doing. And really, you know, focus on giving care to the people that, that need it the most. And before, you know, telehealth and before goals, it was, you know, everybody makes an appointment to go see their doctor, you know, once a year or once every three months or once every six months, whether they need it or not. But as we all know, if you have chronic conditions and other conditions, things can change dramatically over the course of weeks and months. So now with remote monitoring, whether like, I, you know, whether you're wearing our WellSoul or an Apple Watch or, you know, other wearables, 
they're able to keep track of a lot of important data. And this data will also help us to understand some of these conditions better in the general population. Okay. Huh. Man, it's interesting to see what you can do with data, really. <laughs> but I guess now we're coming up towards the end of the interview, but I do have a question as far as advice. And so what sort of advice would you give to healthcare professionals really trying to get into the wearable technology market? Um, I would say my advice would be, be thoughtful about where you want to go into, you know, where you want to go with this. Um, make sure that you're solving um, a problem worth solving and that your device or wearable is doing something that, that people will want, you know, want to buy or use. I mean, we're making a, an insole. We're not, you know, there's, there's a bunch of great, you know, watches out there already. So how many watches, <laughs> you know, can you wear? But we feel that being underfoot you know, gives us a place, you know, and a position to collect the right kind of data and to be meaningful. So I would say to anybody thinking about wearables, um, to think carefully about, you know, about those, about those factors. Okay, interesting. Um, so now we're coming up towards the end of the interview. And I like to end each episode on a little lighter exercise with something I like to call the rapid fire round. So okay. I'm just going to ask you a set of questions and you give me whatever answer you come up with. All right. Sure. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite book of all time? All right. My favorite book of all time is um, On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Okay. Number two, who is the most influential person in your life or career? Um. My dad, I worked with him for 25 years. Um, we traveled the world together. We made shoes in 12 different countries. What? Um, nice. It was an incredible journey. So nice. Shout out to, shout out to the pops, Mr. Finn. <laughs> Number three, what is one goal you want to accomplish this year? Uh, we want to finish uh, the first stage of the well soul and deploy it for, um, for piloting. Hmm. Okay, nice. And then number four, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Uh, um, be self-aware and be patient because at 20 years old, you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time. So hmm. don't nice. be in a hurry. Nice. Enjoy the journey. Exactly. I like it. Well, that's a perfect uh, piece of advice, perfect way to end today's episode. Uh, so, Mr. Ted, Ted Finn, um, before we go, where can people learn more about you? Where can they connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, that's an easy one, um, Ted Finn. Um, and Innovative Wellness Systems can be found at IWS4U, number four U. Dot com. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of those resources in the show notes section. But with that being said, that ends today's episode. Catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>